Warning, this review of Ford vs. Ferrari for the for Midnight Movie Confessionals will be heavy with the spoilers. For those that do not want to listen to this podcast, please turn off your phone or you can just wait for the rating at the end of the video, which will be very soon. If you want to just skip, probably go toward the 15 to 20 minute mark and you will hear so. Without further ado, here is Midnight Movie Confessionals in 3, 2, 1... Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Midnight Movie Confessionals. It's your host, the one and only Scott Betson. And today, I am going to review the movie that just came out. The fantabulous movie, if you ask me. Ford versus Ferrari. I just got out of it just now, and what ride it was. I was glad that I spent the extra couple bucks to go see it in the seats that have the movement feature at Cineplex, the D-Box feature that kind of lets the movie kind of, it kind of rumbles with you, like it, it, rumb, it makes you move a little bit with the vehicles and whatnot, for sure, or sure go on moves with the action, and uh, yeah, I'm going to say this movie was fantastic, and the plot of Ford vs. Ferrari is kind of a long, long story. Basically, it starts with Carol Shelby, the famous, famous car developer Carol Shelby played quite well if I may add by Matt Damon Matt Damon as many like to make jokes about me included but that's a different story I'm not trying to make jokes about him but it starts with him pretty much just he's an eccentric determined designer more or less he's a visionary more or less it starts with him like uh, re- like realize like reimagining his old uh, race that he won many years ago at Le Mans, and he's at his doctor's office, and they're saying that he can't uh, race anymore because of his bad heart valve, which he's been taking uh, pills for the rest like for his life for, because without him he would die. More or less, he's been taking these pills, taking these things that help him keep going, and. Uh, well, he's been doing that. Meanwhile, the mechanic and SCCCA driver of one of his teams, Ken Miles, is dealing with some stuff at home that is not so great. He has some uh, problems with the IRS coming at, like after him for, I guess, not paying his taxes or what have you. We don't really know exactly. They don't really specify in this movie because it's not really important. What is important is this race that it is. The 24-hour at Le Mans—that's what this is mostly about. It more or less is set in 1963 with the Ford Motor, Ford Motor Company vice president Lee Iacocca, pretty much proposing an idea to Henry Ford that they purchase Ferrari, who are in need of cash in a means to boost their car sales because right now some of the people at the plant are losing their jobs because of the fact that Ford isn't making much money because of the competitors like GM making more than they are and selling more while they're just working their asses off trying to fucking make something work and well they can't no one's able to do certain things so Iacocca decides hey why don't we go out and buy Ferrari why don't we try and develop something that would involve automotive car racing 
And many fans may not know, besides me being a car, like not, besides being a movie buff, I'm also a car fanatic. I like my auto racing. I've never been to a full-blown auto race. I've been to a monster truck rally maybe once years ago, but I haven't been to a full-fledged vehicle race. I haven't been to an F1 Grand Prix. I haven't been to a NASCAR uh, circuit race. I haven't been to Talladega. I haven't been to an Indi Indianapolis. Heck, I haven't even been to the Nürburgring. I would love to go to one of these races one of these days in my lifetime. And if I ever do make it, I will probably make a podcast about that. But that is, again, that's that's a different story for a different time. But uh, when uh, it's they're only trying to boost the car sales by participating in the 24-hour Le Mans. Enzo, however, walks out on the deal because Fiat offers them a more lucrative deal that allows them to retain the ownership of Scuderia Ferrari. And Henry's second orders his racing division to build a car to defeat the Ferrari at Le Mans. Iacocca hires Carroll Shelby, who won Le Mans in 1959, but was forced to retire due to his heart condition. So he enlists his uh, racing driver and struggling mechanic friend, Ken Miles, who's played by Christian Bale, who's amazing at his performance in this one. Like, everyone that's... Like, the main two protagonists that you need to think about in this movie are Christian Bale and Matt Damon. Two of the most greatest men in this movie, if I'm honest. They are just amazing. They just pack a punch. Like, anytime they're together on screen with a British, a British mechanic with an autom like American automotive racing driver slash visionary, they're working together and just they're just on fire on set together, it feels like. Like, I wish I was on that set to be like just a background extra or something just to chat with these guys at least if I could like if we were on lunch together and I was to say hi to them I would have probably been like do you guys know anything about these two at all because right because uh, Carol Shelby did pass away a couple of years ago and Ken Miles I think died back in 1966 I think or 67 after his uh, race at Le Mans after he was testing one of the cars. I think he died then, but Carroll Shelby died around 2013, I think, 2012, 2013. But again, different story for a different time. I'm getting a little bit uh, sidetracked here. I'm sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not trying to get sidetracked. What I am trying to do is tell you about this movie. So basically, they decided to develop the first and very first Ford GT40 Mark I prototype, and they do it out of LAX. And Ford, like they're trying to work out all the fly, like flaws before the race, and uh, it's, and they did have it get like almost ready to go in 1964. They did, but they never won. They brought out the legendary Bruce McLaren and Phil Hill instead of Ken because they know he's a little bit of a hot-headed driver and they think he's not the most ideal driver and uh, none of the Fords finished the race Henry Ford II who tried to make the deal with Iacocca thought like, like was humiliated because of the deal with Fiat just sees this as another humiliating defeat and pretty much gives carte blanche for Carol and Ken to just work the hell out of the car and make it run like the fucking devil, basically. They're just like, whatever you can do to this thing, let's do it together. 
and so they both have racing experience they both have the ideas of being able to develop a car and probably make it one of the best racing cars out there and they're developing the mark the mark two at this time of the movie and when uh, Shelby explains the GT reached 218 miles per hour, that instilled fear into Enzo Ferrari, whom I do believe was uh, was played by. I'm gonna take a look at this, people. Sorry, uh, Remo Girone. I don't really know who that is exactly, but they're the ones that played him and yada 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 and. Shelby and Miles developed the Mark II. Ken is nearly killed when they're like when the brakes failed during the testing. In 1966, Ford Senior Vice President Leo Baby decides to take over the racing division with the intent to continue the program without Ken. Shelby instead gives Henry a ride in the car and wages his own company against everything, basically all or nothing. If Ken Miles wins at Daytona. You let him race at Le Mans. I don't care. Like he's basically saying, like if you don't like if if I win, he he goes to Le Mans. If I if he loses, you get everything. You get all of Shelby's performance, everything that I've ever developed for the rest of your life. Pretty much, and he went like uh, and pretty much Shelby get like uh. And pretty much they say that if Ken does win at uh, Daytona, he'll also win at Le Mans. Miles enters Daytona. And there's a few others trying to beat him because they have NASCAR teaming, teamed racers. So they're doing stuff like that. But uh, pretty much Carol has an idea of just saying, you know what? I'm going to get the sign out. I'm going to get it to a... I'm gonna get it so Ken can see it. And he has it so it says he sticks out a sign at Daytona saying 7,000 plus RPM. Ru go like hell. Just do it. He wins at Daytona. He decide, they decide to go to, and then after that, he wins the race and they go to the 1966 Le Mans. Miles at first struggles with a faulty door because it doesn't want to close for the first lap. Carol and the team help him set, like, get it closed up, and uh, they fix it with a mallet, no less. And then Ken decides to set, like, just go crazy on setting lap records while catching up to the Ferraris. While racing, Lorenzo Bandini experiences brake failures. Has like, it, like while racing, Ken actually has the issues with the brakes. They get their things replaced. Enzo decides to protest that move, but Shelby and Ken. The wise guys that they were were able to see, hey, there's nothing that says I can't replace my brakes. Who are you to say? We read the manual, buddy. We read the entire guide. Went up and down through. There was nothing that said otherwise. Just to get this safer. So they do that. Um, basically, they keep on going until uh, Miles and Bandini duel again on the Mulsanne at Le Mans, the straightaway. Until Bandini blows his engine, completely, completely eliminating Ferrari from the race. With the three, four teams in the top three position, Bibe, whatever his name is, orders Carroll to have Miles slow down. The other two forwards to catch up to him. 
and then they have a pretty much a three car photo finish. I'm going to say that's awesome to have a finish where they are all able to finish one, two, three together, but there was an issue. Ken never really won. He never really won that race because Bruce was in one of the other cars that was also a Ford GT40, but was, I guess, started a little bit slower behind him or whatever. I don't know how exactly it went down, but all I know is that he did get the win. Carol was a little pissed off as well, noticed that it happened, but he did realize, hey, I may not have won, but I technically did actually win because I beat all these records. No other Ferrari had this. No one else but me will have these records. No one. They may beat my records, but they'll all always be my mind. And they said, well, let's start working on the next year's car because they're deciding to go for the following year. And at least Miles was like Miles was even grateful that Shelby gave him the opportunity to race at Le Mans. And they're like testing at the Riverside International Speedway with the J car. And they there was like a uh, issue with the brakes. And uh, sadly, Ken was killed while testing it at the Riverside International Raceway. And he's killed in the crash. Six months later, Shelby pays. Molly and his son Peter a visit, and Peter is given a wrench that Miles threw at Shelby before an SCCA win at Willow Springs in 1963. Ford would continue his winning. Ford would continue the winning streak like, as an epilogue, they say, and would win in 1967, 1968, 1969, being the only manufacturer in Amer like American manufacturers to win the race ever. And Miles, Ken Miles, was pro like posthumously inducted into the motorsports. Hall of Fame in 2001. Now, knowing all that, folks, what do you think my view on this movie is? I'm going to say right now, folks, this movie was a solid... I'm going to have to give it this. It was a 10 out of 10. Maybe later on down the road, I'm going to think it's not a 10 out of 10. But right now, after just seeing it for the first time, I think Ford vs. Ferrari, folks, is a solid 10 out of 10 movie. I like my automotive racing movies and this one was up there. Quite, quite great. I don't know how else to describe it, but I loved it. I definitely can't say I wouldn't have it any other way, the way they did this movie. It was fantastic. I just, I couldn't stop watching it. And for my final thoughts. Now, I don't know about any of you people that are out there, any of my fans, anyone that's listening, any of my, uh, Sinners are confessing their sins on this for Midnight Movie Confessionals. I don't know about you guys, but I loved this movie. This was perfect to watch. And it is technically the last time 50 years ago that Ford ever won. So really, it does make sense to come full circle with this movie review on the 50th anniversary of the last race they ever won at Le Mans. Now, Carol Shelby and Ken Miles may be gone to this day, but that doesn't mean how their spirits still don't live on. They may be long gone, but the spirits still stay around for a very long time. Anyone that's a motorsport racing fan who loves Le Mans racing, loves GT car racing, F1, Rallycross, WRC, Super GT cars, Japanese Super GT cars, Aussie V8, Super GT, 
or even any race in any sort of racing sport out there. If you have not seen the movie Rush in theaters and you missed your chance, this movie is definitely one to watch in theaters. This is my thought. I never got to see Rush in theaters. I did see it on home release. It's That movie's just as great as this, if not one of the best. I could definitely say watching a movie like this is fantastic. I have a huge respect for all those that do motorsport racing out there. Even if I ever had the opportunity to do it, I don't think I could physically do it myself. Going around those tracks at crazy speeds and almost killing yourself for it? No, I couldn't do it. It's suicide. But then again, on average in the like in those like in those races, not everyone dies, but in F1 at least two or so on average die a year and that's kind of ridiculous because not many people have died there have been some that have in the past like Jules Bianchi a couple years ago about mm, feels like four or five years ago now and that was a hard one to kind of bite the bullet on it still feels like it was like 20 years ago or 30 years ago but it wasn't it's just it still feels hard to kind of swallow that pill but Again, ladies and gentlemen, my grand total on the score here is 10 out of 10 for Ford versus Ferrari. Now, if you have not seen Rush or any other movie that's about racing in any medium that isn't a theater, I recommend you see Ford versus, Ford versus Ferrari in theaters now if you have the chance to. If this is, if you're listening to this, after the 15th of November 2019 and it's not in your theater at all, then okay. If you're listening to this six months, seven months down the road and you couldn't have watched it, that's okay. I just implore you to find a way to view it if it means that you have to watch it on home release, do so. This movie was incredible. I honestly could say it was a good movie to watch. I will say that right now. I won't say it's the best movie of this year because there are quite a few movies out there that I've seen this year that have come out this year that are definitely a competitor for that format for the best of this year. I might do a 2019 wrap up of this year for movies in the, in the new year when that happens. But right now, if I do that, it's going to have to be of my opinion of what I think is best out of my top five for this year. But even then, I don't know if it'll happen. If it does, I will post about it. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, I am happy to say that Ford versus Ferrari, yet again, I will say this for the how many time, that it gets a 10 out of 10. This movie is a five star out of five star. It is incredible. It is just Christian Bale and Matt Damon's performances can't be beaten. The only way they could have been beaten is if Daniel Brühl, I hope I'm pronouncing his last name right, and Chris Hemsworth were in this movie because then they would probably have had some competition because those two were in the movie Rush. But again, that's a different story. I must wrap this up, ladies and gentlemen. Without further ado, I must bid you farewell. Until next time, just remember, Midnight Movie Confessionals are one thing. You just need to confess your sins. And just remember. Just remember this. Like, just remember that it's not about winning. It's about taking part.
in the rose. Auf Wiedersehen.